Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Belon, and you're tuned in to another episode of the Chicano Podcast, also known as Chocast. Uh, this is being brought to you by Steve Garcia. This is also being brought to you by Chicano. I just wanted to um, tell you guys that I really appreciate, uh, you know, you guys listening, you guys following. Um, you know, the podcast is starting to grow. Um, there are some really, really good things, uh, you know, in the works for the future. Uh, you know, coming into uh, year two, uh, this is the second year of the podcast, and um, I'm starting to do more analytics, more understanding of like, you know, where my listenership is, uh, you know, growing, and that's really got me excited. Um, you know, we've got a new website up at uh, Patreon, you know, if you wanted to go ahead and support, uh, you know, everybody needs, uh, you know, operating cash flow, and, uh, you know, we've got some good things on the horizon um, I'm never going to sell out I'm never going to like, you know, be a part of, um, this or this or that, because I think it takes away, uh, you know, from your, uh, creativity. Uh, so I'm always going to stay, uh, independent solo. I think in the world that we live in today, I don't really need, uh, to be a part of, um, some network that is affiliated with, um, platforms that would ultimately own, uh, you know, your, uh, creativity. I think that, uh, you know, in time I can grow the podcast and, um, I think that'll be a little bit more stable in the long run. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, we have an election today. Today is November the 3rd. I've been real hesitant to do a podcast because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do one before. No, I really wasn't sure if I wanted to do one after, but, uh, today, <coughs> With all the anticipation, animosity, and all that good stuff, I'm just going to go ahead and do it today. Um, Because regardless of who wins, we're never going to get what we want as Chicanos. Not in their system. Um, It is important to vote. I'm not saying it's not important to vote. We need to understand uh, the enemy. We need to understand... Uh, you know, what we're up against. We need to always understand our environment. Uh, You know, these are all like, you know, secrets of like war books have written, you know, countless pages about how to uh, strategize chess games and, you know, different uh, aspects of uh, politics, whether it be Machiavellian or uh, whether it be, uh, you know, of a uh, righteous mindset. Uh, you know, we always have to have a balance, but we do need to understand our um, opposition. And um, I believe that this political spectrum that we're um, forced to be a part of does not want to have any part of us. They want our money. They want our taxes. Uh, they want our labor. Um and they want to control us. Um, they very much want to control us. But they don't want us to be a part of their society. You see it in uh, Hollywood. You see it in uh, Congress. Uh, you know, you see it in um, every facet of the um, governance in or surrounding the White House. Whether it be um, the people that are the broad news broadcasters, the journalists, uh, the people doing the interviews, 
um, the press secretaries. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we're never going to have a Chicano president. I mean, I, if I felt like we, we were even close to having a Chicano president, then, you know, I mean, I talk about it, but this world, this, this, this country, the way that it's set up with the greed and the way that it's stolen everything, uh, you know, from our ancestors and the way that it doesn't want to talk about that, the way that it doesn't want to redeem itself, um, they'll never, ever, 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 ever give a uh, position like that uh, to someone that is a self-proclaimed Native American slash indigenous person. Um, you know, I'd love to see somebody uh, like AOC or somebody um, in that position, you know, because um, I'm trying to think about like, you know, if, if, if there was a candidate that I could see, uh, you know, pushing forward into that um, position, it'd probably be her. Uh, you know, Julian Castro, you know, we criticize the shit out of him. Uh, but that's just the way that we are as Chicanos. We're divided. And um, today's uh, event, today's election, uh, needs to uh, be a highlight of we are way too fucking critical on each other. You know, we can nitpick the shit out of Julian Castro and everything that's wrong with him. However, when it comes to voting for some crusty-ass uh, dude uh, that is pretty much a piece of shit, but just not as much of a piece of shit as the bigger piece of shit, then it's cool because, you know, they're not our own. You know, we don't, we don't critique them as much as we critique ourselves. And in my opinion, that's, that's, that's problematic. You know, we need to look at, um, you know, why we are so critical on each other. Because I would take Julian Castro in a heartbeat over Biden. You know, I take him in a heartbeat over Trump. You know, um, I'd love to see AOC or somebody like that um, in office, you know, because I know that things would eventually change. You know, we got some racism uh, issues. We got some racial inequality. We got a lot of things going on in the country. And if you ever go to like some of these places that are a little bit more, I'm going to use the word podunk uh, because um, I'm from Texas and I've seen states that are more <laughs> podunk than, <laughs> you know, Texas. And uh, you really got to get out of the city to see how some of these uh, towns or some of these country-looking uh, uh, cities uh, conduct, uh, you know, their everyday way of life, you know. And they got it made, man. They, you know, they, they got it made, you know. And, um, you know, they have their own land. They got their own this. They got their own that, you know. And um, they feel like, you know, that's something that they got to keep and the only way that they can do it is by voting Republican. I don't know what it is about like some of these towns, man, but I mean, I, you know, I think a big part of it is is they don't want the change. They don't want 
um, people like us or people that don't look like them coming in their towns changing shit up. And I think that that's a big part of the narrative or the rhetoric that, um, you know, pushes the Trump agenda in the background. You know, not all, uh, you know, Trump supporters are uh, racist, but all racists, I do believe, are Trump supporters. And um, there's a big line uh, defining, uh, you know, the Republicans and the Democrats when it comes to a lot of issues, um, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, this uh, separation of families, children, and um, people not being able to see uh, their kids uh, just because they're being alienated. That is the word uh, today uh, that is heavily on my mind uh, when it comes to our gente. Um, we're being alienated not only, uh, you know, throughout the country, but we're also alienating ourselves. It is a uh, direct um, strategy, I believe, uh, you know, by these uh, politicians to make us hate ourselves. To um, not be united. We are divided we are extremely divided and until that day comes that we start to look towards leadership uh, you know for the answers and have a uh, solid foundation of Chicano leaders uh, that can put together some type of plan for us because nobody's going to do it for us nobody and we got to have some type of uh, circle of leadership, a sphere of uh, people that, you know, we can depend on or put in a position to uh, pretty much hold the baton until it's time for somebody else uh, to pick up that baton. But have a strategy, plan and uh, organize, uh, you know, our agenda, our narrative our point of view, our perspective, our needs, our wants, but more importantly, we have a lot of issues that are, uh, you know, ongoing when it comes to um, human rights violations. Uh, right now, we will never, ever, 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 ever uh, be united until we start looking at each other and saying, you're my brother and you're my sister. And so when these uh, people, and I do mean Trump, you know, because he's the one that uh, did it. I think a few days ago I saw in an article, uh, you know, he made it national, uh, some kind of national remembrance commemorative for um, killed Americans. That's what he called it by illegal aliens. Okay. First of all, I don't know who he's calling an alien, okay? And second of all, I don't know who he's referencing when he says illegal, you know? And I mean that. I want you to really understand, you know, the term alienation, you know? So... When you call someone an alien, it's pretty obvious you're trying 
to alienate them. You know, it's an agenda. First notice that. And then illegal on stolen land. We're talking about European people calling people that have Native American ancestries illegal. I mean, this sounds like a lot of irony, you know, in itself. I won't ever argue with anybody that's a dumbass, you know. I mean, if you want to have an argument, you know, that is in contrast to what I'm saying, then you really need to understand uh, you know, what, what we're talking about. We're talking about Native American ancestry. And uh, we're talking about European ancestry. And we're talking about continents. And we're talking about um, division. And we're talking about uh, unity. I mean, if you don't want to be inside of this circle of unity, you know, hey, you don't have to listen uh, to your brother, your father, your sister, your mother, or your cousin. You know, a lot of, and, and that's pretty common nowadays. You have a lot of these, um, a lot of this generation uh, doesn't respect their elders. Um, a lot of the younger generations uh, don't want to have anything to do with their culture. Uh, you know, you have a lot of this generation. And you know what? I was a part of that. You know, I remember being a part of that. I remember. Uh, you know, wanting to dress a certain way, wanting to listen to a certain music. Uh, but, you know, I never forgot about my family and I never disrespected my family. I always knew that, you know, there was uh, a certain element of respect that, you know, we need to have. And when it comes to feeling uh, like love and uh, unity, you know, I'm never going to sell out my mom, my cousin, my brother or my sister. Uh, just because of, uh, you know, a neoliberal attitude um, or something that, you know, uh, is, is, it, it can be bought with paper money, you know, because we can actually get a lot more uh, if we wanted to uh, organize. We could get a lot more than just money. We can get real equity in this country. And um, I think that a lot of us are just too uh, ignorant. You know, to realize the economics of our um, people power. And, um, you know, this, this, this particular episode, I'm going to go ahead and segue into uh, why it's so important uh, to have, uh, you know, this particular unity is because I was reading an article a minute ago and it talked about how a girl, a, a, a young girl uh, managed to escape a detention center and this detention center um got her back because a Trump supporter at a gas station or something fucking took her back, you know, and it's, 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 it's heartbreaking. It's sad. Um, it was in the Washington post. I'm going to go ahead and uh, read it because, um, it's a pretty interesting story, uh, to say the least. Uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and uh, move on into it, uh, because it, it, it definitely caught my eye and it may, um, Actually, uh, I'll just jump into it. Immigrant girl hides in an auto shop after escaping attendance from Florida detention facility. Um, it, it's an older article, too. I just, 
just I just I just ran up across it. Um, it's by Lori Rosa, R O Z S A, July 28, 2018, The Washington Post. A 15-year-old Honduran girl couldn't take it anymore. She had been held in a Florida detention facility for three weeks and it felt like a prison. So when she saw an opportunity to escape during a trip to the doctor's office, she ran. And that's when Frank Gonzalez saw her. Uh, she came running in from the street, said the owner of Gonzalez Auto Center, Homestead, Florida. She was crying. The girl ran into a shop and hid in a corner behind a large shelf full of tools. It was a busy morning at the large auto shop that operates 14 bays, but she stayed there crying for more than an hour on Friday morning, refusing to move. We were giving her water and some food, but she stayed in that corner the whole time, said Elvis Lopez, a mechanic at the shop. He seemed pretty scared. She kept saying she didn't want to go back. Nobody knew what to do with the frightened teen who was being held at the Homestead Temporary Shelter for unaccompanied children, about five miles from the auto shop. The Homestead Shelter houses an estimated 1,200 immigrant youths, making it the second largest detention center for migrant children in the country. The South Florida facility near the Homestead Air Reserve Base has been a target of protests over the Trump's administration's zero tolerance policy for illegal immigration at the southern u.s border which led to the separation of at least 2500 children from their parents the detention center also houses children who arrived at the border without parents police did not release the name of the girl who fled they were transporting the child to an eye exam and when they opened the door and started walking in she just took off on him and the homestead police spokesman fernando morales said the eye doctor's office is near the auto shop he noted just a quarter of a mile from the police department and uh, while others got back to work at the auto shop lopez called his sister and asked her to talk to the girl and try to calm her down and her sister uh his sister bertha lopez said the girl was distraught she was very afraid she said she was from honduras and she had no family. Bertha Lopez said I told her she would be safe and we would try to help her. Bertha Lopez called Nora Sandigo, head of the local nonprofit organization that helps immigrant families navigate the legal system. Lopez told the girl that they would get her a lawyer if she needed one. But the girl was inconsolable. Listen, I have to jump in because you know what? A lot of times these kids... You don't know what they went through. She could be raped. She could be molested. She could have had a hard time getting to the country from Honduras. All the things that these kids and these families go through to have a better life and to leave as refugees or to leave because of criminal activity or human trafficking or, um, you know, murder, you know, all the things that can happen to a little girl, especially like the trauma of molestation and rape. These are big, 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 uh, emotional factors. I think that a lot of times nobody knows about 1200 kids. You don't think that many of them coming from these kind of places are going through this. And you don't think that many of these people 
in these detention facilities are not perpetuating some of these uh, violent crimes or sexual misconducts, huh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Just keep on reading um, other articles. Anyways, I'll jump back into this one. She didn't feel confident that anybody could help her, Lopez said. Before, she don't trust nobody. Before Santiago could get there, the police vans began circling the shop's parking lot. Gonzalez said that nobody from the shop called the police, but he eventually flagged down an officer and pointed to where the girl had hidden. Fucking sold her out. It broke my heart to see the girl panicked and scared. Not knowing where her father or mother was, Gonzalez said. Lopez, who was still on the phone with her brother when the police arrived, said he heard the, com the commotion in the background. I could hear her screaming and crying and begging not to go back, Lopez said. Gonzalez said the Homestead police spoke to the girl in Spanish and treated her girl gently. But she was afraid. She said, please don't punish me. Don't touch me. See, don't touch me. Don't hold my hand, he said. They put handcuffs on her, but not like a criminal. Like a human being, right? Police say the girl was returned to the detention center without incident. San Diego, the immigrant advocate, arrived at the auto shop soon after the girl was recaptured and said she called 911 to try to talk to somebody and let them know she could help. She was desperate to be safe, but she didn't want to go back to that place, Sandigo said. She said she wanted her freedom and her family. She has nobody here. Mark Weber, Deputy Assistant Secretary for Public Affairs for Human Services at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, which oversees the custody of an unaccompanied minors, said he couldn't comment on the escape according to HHS between October and May. 109 children left detention centers without permission. The department says most or all returned to detention. Gonzalez said he's glad he told the officers where to find the girl. They were going around and around. They knew she was close by. He said it's safer for her in detention than out on the streets with no family. It was a hard decision. Gonzalez who came to the United States from Cuba in 1971 with his family, said he supports Trump's administration's tough stance on border security, but disagrees with separating families. People who want to come here and work for the American dream, they should get the papers and follow the rules, Gonzalez said, but it breaks my heart to see mothers and fathers divided from their children. Families should be together all the time. Still, he says, supporters, supports, still he's, he supports Trump and his general immigration policy, adding, let's make America great again. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and um, say a couple of things and then wrap up this episode because um, I think that, you know, we don't all see the same on this particular issue. I think that a lot of times... When it comes to Mexicanos and Chicanos, um, we all should probably see the same. Um, and we do more than, um, you know, Cubans or Puerto Ricans because, you know, they're not on the border like we are. You know, these are our homelands. 
Uh, these have always been our homelands. And um, if you look at, you know, the history of uh, that border, uh, you know, um, you know, between California and all the way down to Texas and the, you know, the, 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 the Guadalupe Hidalgo and um, the uh, Mexican-American War, um, you know, this has a lot more to do with just fucking politics and war. These are human beings. These are our people. And no rules or no borders that cross us. We don't cross borders. No borders that cross us. Because those borders changed. Not by us, but by European settlers. By Western society. However you want to look at it, the invaders were the ones that put those borders there. Those borders were not there prior to 300 years ago four or five hundred years ago you know you can slice it up any way that you want to but um, I think that once we start believing and understanding our history and having a pride uh, you know in our culture and stop giving up so much of our um, love for self our own equity you know and um, almost having like a like a like a neoliberal attitude with freedom like you know like yeah you know i want to be a democracy i want to be freedom i want to be you know buying this buying that looking like you know uh that girl with the blonde hair dye my hair color my eyes blue and all this stuff that tries to make us act out of our element out of our culture you know those are the things that you know do cripple our integrity you know and um, I'm not speaking just as an ass. I've thought about these kind of things for some time now. And I really don't know exactly sometimes how to put them. But sometimes it comes into, it comes into play. Like right now, um, I think that that's a big part of our problem. Is that we don't see ourselves as brothers and sisters. We see ourselves as us and them. And they are. If you're so proud to be a fucking Chicano, if you're so proud to be who you say you are, then you need to understand that you have a history, and that you have family, and that you have culture, and that you have sangre. And that blood that you have pumping through your veins is the same blood that we're talking about in that little girl from Guatemala, or Honduras, or El Salvador, or Mexico. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. We're one fucking people, and we need to stop being so goddamn divided. I'm telling you. You need to stop seeing your brothers and your sisters and your daughters as immigrants. We are not fucking immigrants. There are no fucking immigrants here except for people that came on boats and colonized this place. Get that. At least get that. If you get anything out of this whole episode, um, please try to understand that concept. And you'll be doing all of us a big favor in the end. That's where the unity, that's where the integrity, that's where the honesty is going to come. You know, stop all, stop all this lying to yourself. That's what politicians do. You know? 
You know politicians. That's what they do. They lie to you. So please don't take any advice from the government. Or your classes in government. Or your gerrymandering, gerrymandering uh, electoral lines that fucking magically appear and disappear when it's just uh, advantageous or advantageous for the person uh, that's uh, making the sharp remarks. Like your boy Trump. I wouldn't even got to get divided like that. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to read that article. I wanted to talk a little bit from the hip. Uh, you know, on what I'm thinking, uh, you know, holds for the country because I think a lot of people are going to be surprised today whether Trump wins or whether Biden wins. Um, there's going to be a lot of things disappearing here in the near future. A lot of people ain't going to have Social Security. A lot of people ain't going to have medical. A lot of people aren't paying taxes. The rich and the wealthy. A lot of people aren't paying their fair share, like the poor people. I think Trump paid like what six, seven, eight hundred bucks in the past fucking three years or something like that. It was under a thousand dollars, and this is where somebody is supposedly a millionaire, and you got these so-called, um, you know, they're calling, they're calling our gente out there that's working, paying ten thousand dollars in taxes, five thousand dollars in taxes. A few thousand dollars in taxes, two thousand dollars in taxes, a lot more taxes than that they pay, and they're considered illegal. They're corrupting the country. They're not making America great. See, these are all things that are just in my mind, they contrast so much of the political bullshit that people hear, but we don't take the time to disseminate what they're saying and everything else that that entails or what it really means you know we just know a little bit and we don't involve ourselves we don't read we don't get to the bottom of things we don't understand things and it's because partially we don't really trust it and I get that but if you're going to have a comment or if you're going to hold a position or if you're going to vote you know especially if people are telling you that you're voting the wrong way and you feel that you may be voting the wrong way, you owe it, at least to us, to do as much research as you can, due diligence, and, you know, trying to become a leader, or at least trying to have these conversations, because I may not be having this conversation with you right now, but if me and you were in a room, you and me would be able to have a conversation, because you'd already feel comfortable with, like, you know, listening to, you know, the dialogue, you know, and that's what, that's really what I want, I want other people to feel comfortable with this dialogue, you know, that they hear on this podcast, maybe go start your own podcast, or maybe go talk to your brother, your sister, your mother, your family about who they voted for, or why they voted for them, you know, you don't got to take my word for it, listen to them, what they think about family, what they think about culture, what they think about division, what they think about unity, what they think about us having a little bit more equity in this country, or do we have enough? But hey, gente, I appreciate you tuning in. I'm going to go ahead and tune out. I'm going to check out to the next episode. Catch you on the rebound.
I really hope that we start to wake up, Chicanos. Wake up, Chicanos. Have that on your mind for the new year coming up, 2021. That giant Chicano needs to wake up. And he's waking up. All right, I'm out. I have to watch him.